0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with Air on News Talk.
1: Cases of COVID 19 and RSV are beginning to level off, but it's too early to tell if the same can be said for flu. That is according to the HSE, uh, who have also confirmed that total admissions into hospital were running 10% higher than their previous most pessimistic mo- model and Stephen Mulvaney uh, HSC Interim Chief Executive Officer joins us now Stephen can you just give us an overview uh, as of where we stand today currently in terms of our hospitals
0: Good morning Ciaris so the 8am p- uh, what we call trolley count patients delayed on admission uh, we won't start to trickle in until uh, the next uh, course of an hour or so however At 8 p.m. last night, we had 247 people awaiting admission, so 247 people on trolleys. The same figure last Thursday at 8 p.m. was 300, and that the following morning converted into about 398 last Friday. So we would expect uh, the number to be under 350 this morning. Now, as we know, that's 350 too many. It compares with the peak last Tuesday morning of 770. So given the current conditions, improvement.
1: It, it uh, is and and we also had that, that that peak of 931 that that was a, a record breaking peak not not long before that so 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 you've made great inroads and 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 the question that people are asking let's be honest is if you can do it when you have to because uh, 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 of I suppose uproar and 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 crisis levels why do we allow it to get there in the first place? Why don't we make these special interventions, the kinds of, uh, you know, the, the the moving people through more quickly, the moving people out uh, who are a delayed discharges, the, the extra rostering, why isn't that happening on an ongoing basis?
0: It's clear, so it's, it's a fair question. The first thing, the, the why it's happened, obviously, is because staff have pulled together and responded as they do to what we see as a clear patient safety issue and other stakeholders, including general practitioners. So the whole system responds to the additional focus is what's made the difference. And as we said, flu is still rising. Uh, The growth rate has has slowed in the latest figures, but until we see it uh, not rising at least for one, or I'd say two weeks, you can't say it's peaked. Now, in terms of the question as to why we can't sustain this, some of the measures we've put in place are not sustainable. The system isn't built, for example, for the level of uh, weekend working that we've asked the staff to do. We are looking at what's worked well, what's made the most impact, and when we come out the other side of this, the big question we're going to try and focus on is of what worked well and has okay. an impact, how can we sustain and I this?
1: And I appreciate the fact that this you can't get blood from a turnip and the staff are, are already, uh, I, I and I do believe this, at, at burnout levels we've probably never seen before and asking them to work weekends on top of previously rostered hours already is very, very difficult. But if it is a case of of, of additional staff has made this different and those rosters... Is it then just we we need to push for recruitment? We need to push for retention. We need to we need to structure it a little bit differently so we have those greater numbers. Because it looks from the outside looking in like we're throwing money at this situation in health. We're not getting kind of the improvements we want. But when there was more bodies on the ground, as in staff bodies, it did make that difference. You know, is this showing us a path, a way out of this?
0: I think, as you said, first of all, we, we do have to, and I do acknowledge and thank all of the staff for those efforts. Many of them how,
1: how long gone. more will they be being asked to work weekends on top of, of routine shifts?
0: What well, we said when we put it in, here was that additional weekend working would be put it in for two or three weekends. So we'd we, we look at it after, after effectively after, after this weekend, and see what's practical and what's sustainable. Because again, we have to balance patient safety, but also we have a workforce that uh, they can't sustain yeah. that. Definitely. So that, that that'll be kept under constant review. But ultimately, it's it's, it's about the payment. You wouldn't support. expect
1: would you Would you expect it to continue beyond the end of January?
0: I don't know at this point. I'm hoping it won't need to. And if it if it did need to, we'd have to seriously look at how we did it. Because again, as you said, staff can only can only stretch so far in terms of the the, the kind of the way out. As you're going to point, there, it's, it's all of those factors, and therefore it's no one factor. Um, Slant Care gives us the overall, I suppose way to, to plot a course out of this. It's about changing the size and shape of the health service as we know. That involves a lot of things. Yes on staff and huge efforts are being put in to recruit staff. We've, we've never recruited more staff. Okay. Unfortunately we're also doing. Can, can I ask staff.
1: you Stephen what's the level of absenteeism among staff at the moment?
0: At the moment the level of absenteeism it normally runs for 4-5% uh, COVID-specific absence we know was running at 1-2% to 2% and overall absence is running about I, I, I'd estimate about 7-8%. So it is it is running higher okay. than the normal levels. Uh,
1: and then as a follow-on to that what has the vaccine uptake for the COVID vaccine boosters and the flu vaccine been among healthcare workers?
0: So that's probably the most concerning issue that we would have. Um, data is difficult to cure sort of a 70% pandemic, have been vaccinated. And that's 70,000 who have declared themselves a healthcare worker, of which there's about 290,000 registered. Obviously, we only employ or fund about half of those. So, okay. uh, establishing which it is, is difficult. So, that's the most concerning one. The message for obviously, all staff is, we encourage it. Get vaccinated. It's never too late. Well, why is
1: it not mandatory? For, for, for considering we have we have we have absenteeism, which I presume much of it is sick leave, and some of it is people isolating due to things like COVID or or too sick to come in because of things like influenza A. But if we have an absenteeism of seven to eight percent, that's nearly ten percent of the staff are, are out sick. Probably, why 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 are we not making particularly because it sends a very weird message to those who are vaccine hesitant if healthcare workers aren't getting it? Why isn't it mandatory for healthcare workers?
0: I think that's a complicated question. I mean, effectively, policy and legislation in Ireland wouldn't permit that. And in fairness to staff, I, I think it's more about encouraging people and making it much more available. And we have done that. That said, I think the issue of mandatory vaccination is something that the, as a society we have to consider. But again, these are the same staff who we're saying are going above and beyond in many cases, the college usually. I know, I
1: know, and I, and I absolutely accept that. That, and I, I do speaking of, of staff going above and beyond. The nurses say that they can't go any further above and beyond, and are discussing industrial action. What's your response to that?
0: I think, friends, we have to respect uh, the nurses. Uh, they're engaged in the consultation process internally, and we, we we will see where that where that takes us. Um, it's really a matter for the INMO. To, to kind of consider that we always we will engage as we do with staff representat- rep- representatives, including the INMO, on a constant basis, and we understand the issues that have caused them to have this consultation. But obviously, we're focused on working. Would it not be the worst staff staff time to, uh, of uh, all
1: for, for for nurses to go on strike dur- during a crisis that uh, uh, of of healthcare, where where we have infections running high, where we have absenteeism and money high, and where we have this kind of level of trolley numbers?
0: And in fairness to, the, I wouldn't disagree, in fairness to the IMO and to our nursing colleagues, they would be aware of that too. Um, and I know that that will feature in their consultation process. And again, we should respect their, their kind of right to actually consider these issues when they know their their members are under pressure.
1: Lastly, can you outrule further spikes in, in these trolley numbers? We've, we've brought in these special measures. You have, it, it seems, largely gotten things under control in, in, in terms of all of this. Is that, is that the end of these, these high numbers or, or, or is it too soon to say?
0: Too soon to say, but what I would say is, again, what, we've, what, what has happened is as a result of everybody's efforts, including all the staff, which we, which we acknowledge. We have to accept as well, though, if, if this morning is, let's say, 350 or less, which is less than half of what it was on, on that Tuesday peak, it's still 350 too many, which brings us back to, the, to your earlier point about we do need to plot a way out of this. Slaughter gives us that. It is about investment, and government has and has signaled of a, a very definite commitment to invest. It's also clear, as we know, about improving. Our processes and how we work together. Now, just to be clear, that's not about asking staff to work harder, faster, or longer. because they already do that? It's about looking at the processes, including okay. with staff and patients, to see what steps can we take out All that right. no value for patients.
1: Stephen Mulvaney, HSC interim CEO. Thank you for speaking to News Talk
0: Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air. Weekday mornings at seven
1: on News Talk.